Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. I'm your host, AR. And this is YZ. You are now listening to Free Game, All Game. Welcome back. Um, this is season three, episode yep. two. Yep, yep. Um, and the title of today's episode is The Biggest Ponzi Scheme. Yes, Ponzi Ponzi. Yeah, Charles yeah, yeah, yeah. Ponzi. We, we don't want to, what is it called when you when you scare someone? We don't want to... Scare you. Alert you. Alert, yeah. Yeah, we don't want to scare you, but yeah, yeah, there's a big, there's a huge Ponzi scheme going on right now that you guys might not be aware of. Yeah, man. It's very crazy. <laughs> Very, very crazy. <laughs> but YZ, before we get into that, can you take, can you share the quote of the day for today? Yes, we could go. The quote of the day today is, impatient people are attracted to money while money is attracted to patient people. So I think this just kind of explains like over time, if you're patient, especially with your money and how you invest your money, the money will start coming to you more than you expected. But usually when you're impatient and you're just in the moment, you're just trying to do things today, tomorrow, this week, you know, the, the money is not really going to come to you. It, it comes to the more patient people. Well, what do you think? Uh, no, I agree. Um, it, it's, it happens all the time. Like when people chase money, um, they tend to not think rational. They start to think irrational. Yeah. Um, but if you're patient, especially if you're in the, in the investment game, yeah. if you're patient and you're, you're not... Um, um, distracted like or alerted by like you know the ups and downs of the market yeah. or whatever yeah then for the most part you always end up winning because yeah. um overall the market goes up goes up yeah. yeah over time yeah so it's it's mainly for the patient people funny enough warren buffett was the one to say this so yeah. anyone knows he's been investing for like three times my age yeah <laughs> like 75 years this guy so He's like the definition of a patient investor. Yeah, he long knows, term he knows thinking. what he's talking about. He knows what he's talking 100%. about. 100%. But yeah, so, so as, as Amir said, or sorry, as AR said, the title of today was Ponzi. For anyone that has heard of what a Ponzi scheme is, it's, it's somewhat of like a, a fraudulent um, a fraudulent investment plan, you can say. But for the most part, it originated from a person named Charles Ponzi, so... I know you wanna. Yeah, get into yeah. So, so Ponzi scheme. like just like uh, YZ said, a Ponzi is a Ponzi scheme is basically um, it's like a fraud. It's it, it's a type of fraud. It's a type um, of it. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, what it is is I can give an example, and I guess that's the best way to explain it. Um, mm-hmm. Let's say an investor comes to the table, um, and he's offered fifty uh, percent gains within a set period of time. Yeah. Um, and let's say he puts ten thousand dollars in, and then a second investor will now come and say, okay, I want to put in $20,000, and he's guaranteed, let's say, similar uh, gains, so he's gained, he's gained, he, he'll gain 50%. The principal that the second investor is putting in, which is the 20K, yeah. 5K of that will go to the first investor, yeah. which is the 10K guy, right? Because he's promised 50% gain, he's gonna get 5K, yeah, 5K and this back. guy is gonna assume, the first investor is gonna assume that Oh, this thing oh, works. Yeah. Like, you know, I actually got my returns <laughs> within the t- set period that I was given. Yeah. But in reality, that wasn't the return from, it's not technically an investment. It's not an investment. You're getting paid from someone else's principal. Another person, yeah. So then that person leaves the table, another person will enter the table, and now mm-hmm. the person that put in 20K will get 10K as, a, yeah. as their return. So 
it just continues like that and it's a cycle and it's a cycle yeah, yeah. that's literally it. it's not a genius investment plan it's not investing in someone's business and their business is growing because they have more services or more products none of that yeah. it has nothing to do with business yeah, yeah. so the it's returns just, is not on legitimate business activity it's literally like just from another person yeah yeah, yeah. it's just well, artificial like, yeah like the example i was giving you earlier it's like if if uh if somebody came into the room and it's me and you right and they got me to invest with them first, and you're the second guy, AR is the second person, what AR pays and what he puts down is what pays me. Right. So the person that gets into the Ponzi scheme first, they're gonna get paid by the second or the third or the fourth person that now gets added on to this, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like that, if people understand that, that, then you'll get a general sense of what a Ponzi scheme feels like. For anyone that was around a couple years ago, if you guys remember what a loom circle is, yeah, anybody that thought that a loom circle is legitimate, which I'm not gonna lie, I was part of the I was part of the group that thought it was legitimate for about one week. Yeah. After that, when I had three, four people asking me, yeah, join my loom circle, join my, then I knew, okay, this is is a money grab. Yeah. Right? Whenever one person enters, yeah. one person gets paid out and exits. And the exits, circle. but it takes you four rounds to get to that to the top right yeah. so if you're if you're in the middle of the circle then you have to bring in eight people so you you get paid but if you are one of those eight people that just joined you have to wait your turn. you have to wait because now the next circle becomes four people and then it becomes two and then it becomes one so you have to go through four like the nba playoffs you have to go through nba playoffs to get your <laughs> to get your money why because look how many people you have to continuously bring in to pay off the previous and this is like the first person that gets in gets paid by person well, so eight people four people you have 12 you have another two 14 15. 15 people have to enter this in order for one person to get paid if you take it in mm -hmm. in one in one circle yeah. so and, and the, the, the the it's so fragile because if no one enters this, the room enter. anymore then the rest of the people it collapses collapses yeah because then how are they going to receive their, they, yeah their and they already pay. imagine you paid and you're in the eight and then you don't pay again you know you just start moving closer to the middle of the circle but now say you got to four and then now your name is in the two place where there's two people left in this in the loom circle and you can't complete it you just went through a ponzi scheme because if no one else can come in and pay, you're not getting paid. It's not an investment into a business. This is an investment into a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Practically. Yeah. So that uh, if I hope everybody understands what a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Because you gotta you gotta need this terminology as we as we go as we, as we keep going. Yeah. Okay. Before we um, get into the to the to the meat of, of today's episode, um, I guess we can first just like describe and define. The difference between money and currency yeah because people think they're the same thing right when in all reality they're two different things right right so so if we to easily explain money is practically a medium of exchange for transactional purposes in an economy so say for example ar owned a grocery store and say we're in the medieval times you know ar owns a grocery store i need groceries i go over there if I have gold, silver, uh, whatever the means of exchange at that moment is, 
because I'm pretty sure a couple years ago, well, not a couple years ago, a couple centuries ago, they probably didn't really have paper cash. They didn't have coins. They didn't have things like this. So they, or they probably did have coins, but they used a means of exchange. Even I know sometimes people will say, oh, you can pay a girl's maher with three goats or, right, 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 or right. camp. Like those are uh, means of exchange. So mm -hmm. you, you have uh, livestock animals. You can you, you use different things, but those are mediums of exchange. And there's different types of mediums of exchange. But usually it's backed by value. It has value, economic value. You can use that to now go and purchase something. To, so to get back to the example I was giving, if Amir has a grocery, if AR has a grocery store and I come with three gold coins and I need milk, butter, eggs, whatever the case, I now purchase those groceries with my money, mm -hmm. which I use as a medium of exchange to now receive groceries. So anything that you need to now actually conduct a transaction between two people is seen as money money originates in the form of a commodity or having a physical property to be adopted by the market participants as a medium of exchange so anything that i want to use as a medium of exchange somewhat has to be uh, of value so that you can now use it as a medium of exchange yeah, yeah. to now continue the cycle right, right right so for people to now understand money is a medium of exchange mm -hmm whether it be camels, whether it be goats, whether it be coins, whether it be oil, whether it be anything. A medium of exchange that has economic value for the other person to now use, so then they can now receive things that they need to actually go and buy. So that is what money is. So now do you want to explain what currency is? Yeah, so currency is very similar to the, to the I guess the, money to, to money basically like, like, like in how it's used and how it's used so money yeah. is also um something that's can be purchased for goods and services it's also yeah. um something that can be divisible something yeah. that can uh be basically um moved around very moved easily around. It's, it's, it's very um what do you call it? portable it's very okay. portable right yeah um however the difference between uh currency and money is that currency itself doesn't have store of value yeah so the currency itself is valueless but the only thing that 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 makes it valuable is that the government is Enforces. the one that's saying yeah yeah this is this is valuable our Don't currency worry. yeah this yeah. is our currency and they back it up by whatever it is the government's word and maybe you know other things like economic promises, yeah, economic promises you know like property whatever oil yeah. whatever it is yeah. right but the, the the paper itself so the currency the banknote itself yeah. doesn't have any value to it it's a piece of paper yeah whereas money real money has value in it yes. so gold for an example there is value in gold in itself right yeah. so that's the two difference that's the that's probably the only difference at least to me that between completely the differentiates the two, the two between currency and uh money yes so i'll give an example so for people that still don't see the difference in the two so money has something called intrinsic value the definition of intrinsic value is it means that a measure of what an asset is worth. So if you have that gold coin, you know what the measure of that asset is worth. Even if you have money, technically, or sorry, 
even if you have a currency, so say you have a $20 bill, technically the only intrinsic value behind that $20 bill is the government's word, right? right? So the government now says in our country, this is the currency that we use. You can now go purchase such and such and such with that $20 bill or that $100 note, whatever the case is, whatever bank note you have, you are able to use it in that society. And that is technically the value that is behind it. If mm -hmm. you really think about it, it might not be intrinsic value, but because the government puts its backing behind it and they now allow you to now go buy groceries in their society, you can go do activities, you could do whatever you want right. with that money. It is seen as money, right. like that currency, it's seen as money because mm -hmm. the value is given behind the government's word. Yeah, and, the, right? and, and, another, and another example, I'm not going to use US dollars because you probably can go to any country and, and use dollars. Yeah, everyone yeah. will accept it. But yeah. like, let's just say, um, um, uh, if we go to Ethiopia and yeah. we take the Ethiopia, which is the, the, their currency is burr, there, right? Yeah. If I try to leave that with that currency and try to go to another another area, they're gonna say, "What is this trash?" Is this? Like yeah. they don't know what it is, right? Yeah. This is nothing. You have to go to a currency exchange spot and now swap that currency. Yeah, exactly. To to the to the currency that that country uses it accepts. But yeah. if you have money which is the store of value yes. you can go to any, any country, country and yeah. it's it can easily be used as a form of, of exchange, exchange yes. because it's 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 like basically it's, it's like universal. global money yeah, it is yeah you know what i mean it, it's transferable anywhere it's and transferable. you can use, everyone will accept it yeah so it's global money and the this, yeah, the, the banknote though like the banknote from that specific country will not be accepted everywhere you go yeah, because not every yeah not every government agrees that with yeah with the value of, of that uh, money yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's like the simplest um, example to give is gold because everywhere you go, you can exchange gold for that uh, currency right. wherever you are. Right. So technically gold is the money. Right. The currency is what you get in return to now use as a medium of exchange in that society. Right. right? So I feel like we're getting a good definition of what the difference between, what money, the and difference between money and currency is. Yes. Yeah. I'll say this to end it off. Not all money is currency, but all currency is used as a form of money. Right, yeah. So I think with that, you can kind of feel where the difference lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. all currency technically is seen as money, but not all money is, is, seen, as, yeah, is seen as currency, right? Because right. you can just have an... It's, having money is having an asset that you can now take with you and it holds value everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. But having a currency, as we just now explained, you can't go everywhere in the world and try to use it. You literally are gonna have to go to a foreign exchange transfer, spot and transfer, 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 transfer. Yeah, it's a transfer. So it's not, technically it's not money. Right. It's seen as money only by that current um, government. Right. But when you go to another place, you're gonna have to now use what their currency is as what they see money is. Because not the, not everybody sees their currencies as the same money. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So now, how money became worthless? I think, I feel like that kind of, that title kind of sprung. And yeah, how money became worthless? How, how money? Currency became worthless. I think because currency is seen as money, that's how money became worthless. Okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're you saying. Right, 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 right. I was right. just going to say. So now, to get into like the history of how it all began. So, after World War II, in 
it says 1944 as World War II was coming to an end. There were 44 countries that got together for the United Nations Hold Monetary Conference. And anytime you hear us say monetary, monetary just means money or like, yeah, well, money. Yeah. So they had a little conference and they met in New Hampshire to create a new financial system which should stabilize the world economies with America that was leading the efforts. Because I think after the World War II, it was like America, Italy, there was like certain countries england that really kind of came out the war and they won right you know what i mean so but america was leading the efforts so by the end of that conference that monetary conference the u.s dollar was chosen as the world reserve currency okay so the way it was is that the currency the u.s dollar currency was going to be tied to gold so gold to the u.s dollar to now the rest of the world's currencies. So I don't know if you guys can kind of picture that, how that hierarchy or how that chart goes, but the, the top of that pyramid is gold. And right under them, which is practically the vice president, is US dollar. And then all the secretaries, those are the, the, the rest of the world's currencies, right? So all the currencies will be fixed to the US dollar, which would be fixed to gold. And at that time, the price was thirty-five dollars. Thirty-five American dollars would equal to one ounce of gold. Okay, so the countries would be able to trade their currencies to U.S. dollars and then trade for gold. So all foreign countries and central banks were able to do this. So once the, all the countries really started to exchange their dollars for gold, in August fifteenth, nineteen seventy-one. So this started in nineteen forty-four. They ran for about 20 to 30 years trying to do that system, which they called the Bretton Woods system. So anyone that wants to search this, search the Bretton Woods system. Is That was, which, that was the system in which they created this uh, financial, global, economic, like, I don't even know how to call it. Like, they made a conference and they just said, this is how it's going to be, right. you know? So... In 1971, President Nixon called for a suspension of the convertibility to gold. So now, pretty much all the other countries were not able to now continuously trade their currency for U.S. dollars for gold. They just said, okay, we're going to put a temporary ban on it and there will be no ties from gold backing the dollar. So like how I explained before, if you understand how that pyramid goes, the top of the pyramid, which was gold, which was right under them, the vice president, which was uh, U.S. dollars, 35 U.S. dollars was equal to one ounce of gold. Now they remove that. So once they remove the gold, now it's just U.S. dollar at the top and every other currency under them. What's the trading value to gold? They, they practically banned it. They said there is no ties from our U.S. dollar to gold. Can't trade it. So now... Since 1970, and mind I tell you, this is supposed to be temporary. Mm-hmm. In 71, 1970, 80. 50 years later, yeah, it's, 50th it's still, yes, yeah, it's 50th anniversary. In August, we're going to touch the 50th anniversary of when they called this off. President Nixon called it off. The, he, it was supposed to be temporary, but clearly it's not temporary. So since that time of 1971 the u.s has never ran a surplus 
anyone that understands this means that after like a year's worth of business or whatever, you're, you, you technically you're supposed to run a surplus, meaning what you spent on, what, or sorry, what you made was more than what you bought or what you spent, right? But the US has never ran a surplus. Every year it has been a deficit. And some might wonder why. Hopefully we can get to the answer of that by the end of this episode. So now all currencies became technically a fiat currency. You want to touch, should we touch on what fiat currency means? Yeah, well, to, to me, it's brief, briefly, fiat currency is basically the, the, the country's, the country's currency, currency that yeah, they use. That basically. they use. So right. now imagine, now you have the pyramid that I was explaining before, but no gold at the top. So there's no intrinsic value. There's no actual asset that is tied to the currency of the US dollar, which all the other currencies were tied to the US dollar. So now all the fiat currencies in the world became tied to one fiat currency in the world. So technically, all the currencies are all fiat currencies. There's nothing of intrinsic value that is connected to the US dollar, which is currency, right? Right. So that's where I feel the disconnect happened between money and currency and why it's so easily, uh, it's so easy to see that the way money has been disconnected from currency and why people still confuse the two because governments use it as a mean of exchange, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so. And just, just, to, just to add on in case like, they're wondering like why would why would Nixon call this up like why mm -hmm. would they call this shot like between yeah. why uh, they suspended the gold the gold to the from the, yeah to the currency to the, uh, to the, to the US currency. dollar yeah US dollar and the reason for that is because when you when you have gold you can't just create gold out of nowhere mm -hmm. right so what but because there, it was fixed so it for every fixed, X yeah. amount of gold there needs to be X amount of dollars yeah you can't so. They, they found it that's basically a struggle right so if that's you ever want to get more you want to make more yeah. you have to have more gold you have to yeah so what they did was they said okay let's suspend it mm -hmm. so then that way paper you can you can print money anytime any day yeah right? as many as you want yeah so they found that as a as a loop not a loophole but they found that as a, that's like, like a, a little trick goal. of the tree yeah it's a little trick so then that way they could be able to do for whatever the case is economic advancement for military for whatever it is mm -hmm. so they're able to just print more money Right, and then the gold now is just sitting in in, in a vault. In the vault. Just, yeah, and they're just saying, yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh for every and, and now because it's disconnected for every x the 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 dollar or the the the, the value the store the of value, value of gold, gold yeah is increasing because the dollar is going is, down. Yeah. Right, because they're printing so much. They're printing so much. Right, yeah. which is completely opposite of what they wanted to do. They thought it would exactly. be exactly. They thought it was, the opposite. dollar would go up, but yeah, it it's keep going down it because they got carried away with the fact that they're printing so much. So exactly. for people that are listening, wondering why they would want to do it, their intentions were to be able to have more accessibility, more control. Yes. Of the cash flow. Of cash flow, yeah. Basically, right, because nothing is attached to the dollar anymore. Mm -hmm. the, the, what's attached to the dollar is no longer the gold, but the government. It's like, like the government entity yeah, as a whole. Exactly. Gov like governments started to claim their currencies as value. That's right. what practically happened. And all of them measured against the US dollar. Mm -hmm. So that's what started to kind of formulate. And without anything tangible backing these currencies, the governments can continuously borrow slash print more money or more currency, right? right? right. And while they did that, 
that actually dilutes their dollar. So you just put too much out there that the value of each singular dollar will continuously go down. So all that cash that they're printing, each of them lose value as you print out another 100,000 or as you print out another million. Mm -hmm. The value of the current ones that are in the cash flow in the economy that are going around now start to become less value which makes your purchasing power a lot less. Yeah, which is what right? we discussed already in last episode. Which, uh, yeah, when it comes to inflation. Right. So it, it, inflation rises more than incomes, which actually leads to more borrowing. Right. Right. Okay, so now how the U.S. money works. So like how the U.S. government operates. So once, like the example you gave um, when you get rid of gold uh, tied to the dollar, you can now just print as much as you want, right? So you right. can just continuously borrow. So we'll get into this. So when the US government needs money, now I want everyone to picture the, the governments and these economies and all these countries as individual businesses. So Canada, you are a business, whatever, A, B, X, Y, Z, doesn't matter. USA, you are a business, this, da, da, da. Picture each country as a business and you'll start to formulate some of these ideas and these beliefs that we have. So, so now, when the US government needs to borrow money, they have something called the US Treasury. So the US Treasury takes a loan from the Federal Reserve. So imagine, just like any business, you need money, you probably go to the bank and get a loan, mm -hmm. right? So the US Treasury goes to the Federal Reserve and loans, gets the loan of money. Technically, you're loaning from yourself. Because it's still the American, it's still the American government, right? Okay, so now, once they get the loan from the Federal Reserve, the Reserve, the Federal Reserve receives an IOU from the Treasury. An IOU, we can just say it as government bond, because that's what people say it is. So that, 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 it's, it's like a tag. It's like a, a receipt, a, an invoice. It's a receipt, it's an invoice. It's a notice of, uh, of debt or a notice of what you're going to get, right? So you get the IOU from the treasury. These IOUs are also called government bonds. US government uses the money to pay its bills. Meanwhile, the treasury and the reserve use the bonds to sell at an auction to foreign countries, central banks, and individuals. It's seen as a risk-free investment. So this is the part that really gets me. They tell you that, similarly to the Ponzi scheme, it is low risk, practically risk-free, and you are 100% gonna receive returns, which is the interest that they promised on top of it, right? So if the US government uses these loans to pay off its bills and to pay off its previous loans, where do they get the money to pay back these current loans with interest, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, say I'm a business and I now borrow money from one place how am I going to pay that off with interest if all I do is borrow. pay off my bills and borrow more money mm -hmm. and pay off my bills and borrow more money? You get what I'm saying? So now the Federal Reserve lends the money to the government. The government agrees to pay the money back plus interest. That money comes to being just for that purpose. You get what I'm saying? So when the, when the Federal Reserve prints the money, or yeah, the US Treasury, yeah. when the Federal Reserve prints the money, it is literally printed to pay off the previous loan. 
You get what I'm saying? So that's like a loom circle and you're getting somebody to come in to now pay off the previous person that paid the previous person. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. So now all of this creates a liability on the government to pay it back. When it comes time to paying back, they can't. Now this is the part that gets interesting. They can't. So what do you do? You borrow more money to cover the first loan plus interest. So now technically, you're always gonna have to be borrowing more money, you know? Because look, if you are selling these IOU bonds, if, if you're selling these government bonds to banks and to foreign countries and to people, that means that you're gonna somehow have to create more money to now pay back a certain loan. But if you're taking out a loan and with that money you're selling it to other people or using it to pay off your bills, how are you gonna pay off the previous one? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's so, it's so very confusing. So long story short, the debt just goes further and further. And this goes back to my point that I made in the beginning that since the 1971 uh, President Nixon uh, calling the suspension of the convertibility, the US government has never ran a surplus. Has anybody ever seen a business that can continuously operate without generating surplus money? Mm -hmm. it's, it's close to impossible. Right. You're running a deficit every year. And in business, the way we see that is you're going to go bankrupt. You know, I don't know how much burn you have, but you're going to go bankrupt eventually when you burn all your money. Now, this is the difference between the U.S. government and a regular business they're able to now print more money. So now imagine you're a business and you can conduct business however the hell you want because when it comes down to it, you can print more money. The worst part is your, your goal is not even to run a surplus anymore. Your goal is just to spend because you know you can make money back. Not by making it through business and by transactions. You're making it by simply printing it. You got what I'm saying? So. The word, now this is the interesting part about all of this. The US economy is seen as the, like the biggest consumers. They buy a lot, the US buys a lot more from all these other foreign countries, like in the Middle East, they buy oil. From the certain Asian countries, they buy cars, electronics, things like that. But you're able to buy so much from these countries, but you don't sell even half as much as you buy. So you're consuming more than you're, you're consuming a lot more than you're actually selling. Mm -hmm. So the US is able to do that. And now with the profits that these foreign countries are making, so now, like we said, see it as a business, those other businesses that are selling to us, what they're doing now with their profits is they're buying government bonds, they're buying US government bonds. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? So now the US not only conducts business with them, is also in debt to them with interest from the profits that they made off of the US. And it now builds into such a big, big system. Tornado. It's a tornado at this point because say the US does not print their money or say the US economy fails for whatever reason and they don't make any more money or their economy does not grow. How is the U.S. government going to pay off these foreign countries? How is the U.S. going to pay off even the, the, the government bonds that they sold to their citizens? How are these governments going to pay off the central banks that are buying all these bonds? Mm -hmm. it, it just doesn't make sense. It's close to impossible to now do that when you're not making money. 
you don't sell goods you do not export goods yeah. all you do is import all you're doing is bringing in goods from other countries and you're buying all this shit that you can't pay off but you're borrowing more and more money from yourself mm-hmm. from your own bank you know mm-hmm. so it's actually crazy how this all looks so with everything i just said how do you think the u.s economy how do you think the u.s government runs like how do you think it's possible for them to continuously run a deficit every year but for the past how many years other than this past covid year they said that oh the economy is doing great the stock markets are doing wonderful da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. all of this is happening how do they run yeah no, the, what i think what i think is like the like worst case scenario is if people start to realize that the currency which is the u.s dollar at yeah. this point um, is becoming worthless because they're starting to realize, and a lot of people are starting to realize already as it is yeah. with um, all this uh, stimulus checks that are being given out and whatever. People are like, "How are you guys just giving out this money? You guys are just printing money." Yeah, you know that's a I mean? good example. And stimulus. it's like, a, yeah, it just was all these stimulus packages, all these um, uh, payroll prevent uh, protection. Uh, Even all these uh, business loans. Yeah, yeah, all these things that are being given out are all money that are being printed out. It's just printed, yeah. So as people start to see that, okay, this government just keeps printing and printing and printing money. So every time the government recognizes that there's a problem, they immediately press the printing machine button, and they print more money, and they just pump that money into the economy, economy, assuming that that will help. And temporarily, maybe it might help. It's a temporary solution. Yeah, it's a temporary solution because, yes... The stocks is going back up because people have more money in their pockets. Yeah. People are buying more things. Buying, the economy yeah. is being stimulated. Yeah. So, of course, it, 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 in the short term, of course, it looks good. But in the long term, there's too much money in the it's supply. It's being circulated. Yeah, yeah. being cir- circulated. So that will decrease the value, the value. of the dollar. Exactly. If people start to recognize that. And people start to say, okay, you know what? The U.S. dollar is actually garbage. It's going garbage. lower and lower because my purchasing power is worse. It's worse. Right? Yeah. Every single year. Then what happens is people will start to lose trust in the dollar. The people yeah. start to lose trust in the dollar and they start taking their money elsewhere to other store of value. So whether mm-hmm. it be gold, whether it be in the crypto space or whatever the case is, yeah. the U.S. dollar starts to suffer even more. Even more, yeah. Right? And then when it comes to government bonds, if people don't want to want to buy government bonds anymore because people are starting to recognize that this government is just crashing, it's basically crashing. it's on a downward, downward trend, downward trend yeah. then the government is now even more at a loss. Yeah. What the gov- and what, right now, recently... The government, no, no one was buying government bonds. Yeah. Because they weren't very confident. In the did they make it cheaper economy. or something? No, no. What they did was they increased the interest rate. So then oh, that way it interests so the foreign buyers to be able to buy, to, to say, buy okay, more. what we'll buy now. Yeah. Because before it was interest rates were down. They're like, there's no way we're going to buy government bonds the same price as basically inflation. Yeah. Like it was at like 2% or something. They're like, yeah, not, this, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. So they're like, no. So then what they did was they, they, they're increasing the government, the, the interest, interest rate. rates. So it, it brings Inter- more interest. And every yeah. time, the demand decreases. They just increase the they interest just increase, rate. In, increase the, the, the and thing. How do these geniuses <laughs> believe that this interest is good? How? 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 How is it coming about? Right, right, right. It, it gets to my soul, fam. Yeah, so it's a, it's, it's a bad thing. And right now, in my opinion, I feel like it's a very dangerous space that we're in um, because more and more people are starting to realize this. Yeah. So if once more and more people start to completely. Um, like abandon like abandon the U the, the their, US their, dollar. their US dollar or their whatever. Or like investing in the US dollar. Yeah, then yeah. they're gonna start taking their money to and elsewhere. Elsewhere. And if that happens, then there's an even more economic problem that they have to face that, that yeah. the government will face. Yeah. Right? And that's all because of the fact that every time there's a problem, 
Print money? Print money, print money. Pay out. I'll, I'll say print this. Money, I heard out. this. Someone said it. They're like, when they do that, you're finding a, a temporary solution for a long-term problem. Yeah. Which technically just makes a bigger long-term problem. Right. Especially with printing money. And you understand that every time you do that, the purchasing power goes less and less. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'll give you an example. So the price of gold per ounce in 2000, in the year 2000, was $279. Initially, when it started, it was actually $35. Mm -hmm. uh, 35 American dollars for an ounce of gold. In the year 2000, it went up to $279. And by this year, by today, it now sits at $1,800 per ounce. So 20 years later, it went from $279 it went up practically 16, 15 to $1,600, it went up. Yeah. But did gold go up in value that much? No. The value of the US dollar went down that bad. So that's why it, requires it that now money. requires that much more money to yeah. now do it. Because technically, I was watching a documentary and it said that the, the manpower and the labor behind extracting gold and refining gold stayed the same right. it stayed the same it's it didn't change for the past how many decades mm -hmm. but the price is fluctuating but not even actually i won't even say fluctuating it's just going down mm -hmm. i mean sorry it's, it's going, going up. up but the, the the dollar value is going down because if you need more us dollars to buy the same amount of gold that means your purchasing power is less that means you have to now cough up more money right right so that's what's happening in our society today mm -hmm. and I don't think everyone's awake to it because technically money doesn't lose its value. Currencies do. Mm -hmm. Right? You know, well, I, to be honest, I think people are starting to notice it or like, uh, like uh, you know, like they're starting to get a little questions. suspicious. Yeah. yeah, because suddenly it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 44 billion just tossed here. Yeah. Yeah. Two trillion. Trillion. Yeah, bro. The government's printing <laughs> two trillion, five <laughs> trillion, four trillion. Do you understand what you're doing? Do you know how many zeros that is? <laughs> do you guys understand how much zeros? That is a lot of zeros. Yeah. So when people are, when they're printing that much and they're like, yo, bro, like you guys are in debt. Like, what are you guys finding all this money? And yeah. people are, and then, you know, like these, um, these, uh, what do you call them? These uh, government officials? No, yeah, no, no, no. no. economists? Officials. Yeah, the economists. They're like, yo, what's going on? And, yeah. you know, and they're now opening their mouth more and be like, yo, this is like, you guys are doing this completely wrong. They're mismanaging. Can't artificially bring the economy up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't work like because that. Because it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't work like that. They're trying to, you know they're trying to they're trying to be like they're trying to like uh, give it like a surge of a surge keep it up until the problems just like, disappears dis yeah disappears and then after that like it can continue from where they left out and they're just gonna yeah. pull everything that they were stimulating the, so all yeah. the money they'll just stop it and then hopefully I, it can continue it, flying yeah it makes no sense yeah that's not a smart way to you know what I mean it's definitely not a smart it's not way a smart way. way it's actually it's, it's a it's a very terrible terrible way because regardless you've already you've already injected the whole economy with so much money so much money yeah so you just threw all that money the printed money into the economy which now decreases the value of everything and then when inflation goes up it just works on the other side of it right. so now not only does your money have less purchasing power everything got more expensive also yeah. So now the margin between what you can afford and all of that it starts to it's just starting to go away like people used to have saving rates, all saving rates have been going down. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To the point where now you borrow. Mm -hmm. Like that is like the cycle of it. Now this is actually something interesting I heard and 
I think it's somewhat true, but it's just it's human psychology. So say you're the prime minister of this country or you're the president of America. You know that your term is either four years or eight years. At the end of the day, you're not going to go further than that. There's no max. One person actually said that the reason why people look at these short-term solutions and they want to execute them is because... They're there for a short time. Exactly. So they're, in their heads, they're saying, this economy cannot fail on my watch. What can I do to make sure it is good for the next three, four years, six, seven years, whatever the case is, how long their term is? What can I do to make sure it's still running and up and good? And they choose these, um, we'll just call it tactics. Yeah, short-term tactics, or these, basically. Yeah, short-term tactics. But short-term tactics don't work for long-term problems. Yeah. You have to look, you have to be able to weather the storm now so that in the long run, it doesn't happen again. Because the crash, they said the crash in 2008 happened. And then I think Corona happened with 2019. And they said that a crash hasn't happened. I think they said there was a, like a depression or whatever in 1700s. Or not 1700s, sorry, 1970s or something like that, 1970s or 80s, and then 2008. But the, the, the span, the years between that was almost 20-something years. But now you look from 2008, 2009 until 2019, it's only 10 years. And so now people would think that, well, this is just me thinking common sense. This is my own theory now. If like the years? Yeah, no, no, look. If it went from 20 years... Two, two uh, little depressions, recessions, whatever you want to call it, economic disasters happened. The first time it was 20 years difference. But then the next after that was 10 years. Aren't we going in a downward pattern where it's the next one might often. happen recent? Yeah, I, not recent, but it might happen sooner than later. Yeah. And each time it's happening sooner and sooner. Mm-hmm. And this is because whenever things like this happen, they rely on the same short-term tactic, the same short-term solution to solve that long-term problem. Now, this is what one person said is very, actually very good. They say that with these short-term solutions, they're just kicking the can down the road. So he used that analogy, kicking the can down the road. He said, you can only do that so many times until the can becomes so huge that it's no longer just a pop can. It's like the size of a building. You know, that can is the size of a building where you can't kick it down the road anymore. You can't even kick it. It's actually going to come back and fall on top of you and it'll destroy you. So that's like practically what I think governments have been doing and what they continuously choose to do because they only see the short term solution. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying I have a long term solution. I'm just pointing out what I've been observing, you know, and going back to our first episode there's there's natural inflation that happens which is actually healthy because when you have deflation it's actually the opposite your purchasing power actually does go up yes that might be a good thing but for anybody that has assets your assets go down in value when deflation happens so understanding this and understanding inflation one person made a great point that we actually have a lot to worry about when hyperinflation happens so not regular two percent goes up on your groceries gas bills energy whatever the case now you're looking at almost 10 percent 15 percent things are going up by such a drastic amount that you can no longer afford the simple necessities to live you know and 
once a hyperinflation happens, especially if it happens in America to the American dollar, the rest of the world, you better watch out. You yeah. definitely better watch out because everybody tied their currency to the U.S. dollar, which was technically supposed to be tied to gold, which would have kept it in check because you can't print more gold to say, you know, can't print more gold. But now that everyone's fiat currency is tied to one fiat currency that's being mismanaged by the U.S. government and being misman and all the other fiat currencies are being managed by their local governments. It only stands that a disaster will happen to that first fiat currency that everyone's leaning on because everyone's saying that the their currency is backed by the U.S. dollar. But what if the U.S. dollar crashes? Mm -hmm. Then we're all tied to a crashing currency, which everybody thinks is money, but it's not really money. So cash is not your most valuable asset, to say the least. Cash is definitely not the most valuable asset. It's, it's only going down in value from what I've been seeing in the past like 20 years. Everyone's cash value or everyone's currency value has less and less purchasing power than it did before. Like I'll give you an example. Everyone's saying like a couple of years ago, maybe the housing market in Toronto wasn't so bad. But now to look for a, a, a detached house in Toronto, you probably won't find something for less than 900 to a million. 900k to a million you won't find that did the houses get bigger or did the houses become built with marble floors no it's the same wood it's the same thing but it's inflation is going up the purchasing power of your dollar is going down and then when something like uh, the pandemic happens like corona and our society was just pumped with however many millions of dollars of created money by the government to give us an economic boost you now have to watch out for the price of everything around you because it's all gonna i'm just scared of a hyperinflation i don't want to see that because i don't know what's going to happen after that but i think when you see certain trends in society and how it's moving you have to ask yourself where is the dollar going why is the value of it going down? Because you can think it's inflation for a little while. But after, after some time, you're going to know that it's not just inflation. There's a lot of other things that go behind it. And it's, it's a simple fact that if you, if you dilute something, if there's no scarcity to it, meaning if it's not rare, then it loses value. Simple, it's, it's as simple as um, like if you have... A gold. Say I'm a, a designer at Audemars or whatever that watch is called. Say it's a watch company and you create 10 of those watches and there's only 10 of those watches. Over time, the value of those watches are going to go up because there's scarcity. If there's demand, yeah. There's demand, right? Now imagine this. Imagine you make a watch that can be manufactured a thousand times a minute. The value of that watch is going to be very, very, very little. Even though you're making a lot of them, you're making a lot of that single product, you are not keeping the scarcity of that product. So the value of that product goes down. Why? Because anybody can get it anywhere to the point where there might not even be any more demand. You get what I'm saying? There's more, supply. Uh, there's more supply than the demand. Mm -hmm. But right now, you see the U.S. government, not even only the U.S. government, I want to talk about the Canadian government too. <laughs> but you see governments continuously do the same thing where they just mass supply society with all this money 
and they think that because it's a currency that's backed by their government that it's not going to face the economic ruins of mass supply and little demand even though there's always going to be a demand for money this is not real money this is a currency but you flood the market with it and you see that the value of it is going down that's that's basic economics i think supply and demand you supply the society with so much the demand is there but the value of it goes down <laughs> i don't know and that's exactly why um like cryptocurrency started to get like uh it has a bigger following now yeah yeah it got a bigger following people started to to, to adapt to it more they started to do more research into it more because they started to realize that um just like gold cryptocurrencies certain cryptocurrencies they have a max um, supply they have a max supply mm -hmm. so that means that no matter what there can't be even half extra yeah right so as long as there's demand and there continues to be demand and there's someone always there that wants more mm -hmm. then the value of that coin will continue to go up and up and up, up in value yeah. right and because of that no matter where you go just like money which is just like gold mm -hmm. no matter where you go the value of it will never decrease it will always increase the it will always be stable it'll hold this value it'll hold or this it'll value increase or it'll increase right so that's why a lot of people have now started to adopt uh cryptocurrencies they start to adopt gold and stuff like that there's other things yeah 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 and and, and there's rumors which is and it's probably going to happen where there's going to be a fed coin so like now the dollar will not be switched over to like an electronic dollar mm -hmm. but everyone said there's no difference because if they can control the supply then they can do the same thing they that they do with the US dollar exactly there's no difference yeah they can just print not even print they just code <laughs> literally you know what i mean oh, okay we pump extra this extra amount of the, you know fed coin or whatever the case is yeah so so now, i think this is the issue and one person made this point they said fiat currency like fiat money gives the power to the government real money keeps the power with the people you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and i feel like with the crypto space i really like how the what is it called uh, decentralized yeah the decentralized ones those ones really give the power to the people because it can't be swayed in a direction where okay we need more we got to print more mm -hmm. it can't do that unless it's like dogecoin Oh, they did that? <laughs> Dogecoin? Dogecoin has no max supply. Say honest. Yeah, they print money. They oh print. my god. But that's it was never it's It was never meant. It oh. was never meant to be what it's at right now. It, it, oh, okay. it was supposed to be a meme coin. Or, yeah. Or probably but pretty much when you give the power to the government and now whatever happens in in the economy, it affects their decision of how much they can supply. That now creates power for the government. and the government's always going to look out for its own best interest or whoever is in office or whatever party is there so i feel like with with the crypto space i like what they're doing i don't like what if you give the power to the government because like you said the same thing is going to happen they're going to do exactly what they're doing with the us dollar with crypto mm -hmm. and who knows it might be easier for them to print or not even print just i guess mine or <laughs> however they come up with these uh, friggin coins but it's 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 too much yeah it's too much it's a lot of borrowing a lot of things but yes hopefully that was a good episode yeah 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 hopefully everyone understands what currency is what money is mm -hmm. and how it can be manipulated how purchasing power is continuously going down and i feel like This is the second episode where we're talking about purchasing power going down. Yeah, so. that was what to say. The whole point of the episode is just another reason. This is basically another, another reason one. as to why you shouldn't 
hoard cash. Yeah, you definitely you know? should not hoard cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely got to find something tangible, something with intrinsic value to now invest your money into. And maintain and, your wealth. And maintain your wealth. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's the whole point of it all. Yeah. But yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, if you guys have any questions or if you guys want a, a part two or whatever, you guys can let us know. You can DM us. Um, and we'll be more than happy to, to elaborate more or do a part two or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you guys stay tuned for our next episodes. Um, and yeah, let us know again if you guys have any topics in mind, if you guys have anyone you guys would like us to interview or whatever. Yeah. Uh, please let us know. Um, but as for now, we're going to be trying, I guess, something. We're going to be something trying something new. New things. Yeah. New things. But, might uh, even tune into the Instagram lives. Yeah, 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 there might be Instagrams live coming back. I know you guys are, you guys are a little bit, <laughs> a little excited for excited. that. <laughs> they, they don't know. It comes with backlash. <laughs> you know what it is? I think I have to wear a mask. <laughs> what, what is mask. the point? I don't know. They, yeah, they know it's me, but at least I'm saving face. <laughs> you know what they say? You only make uh, one first impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nah, okay. It's all for it's, it's like all for entertainment and entertainment and no also to, to create you know. conversation. Yeah, to create conversation. Yeah. If you guys can't handle, if you guys can't handle the heat, don't, don't, please don't, don't tune don't. in. Yeah, yeah don't. Even tune though in. we know people are opposite. Yeah, 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 don't tune in. <laughs> um, side note. Side note. This is a side note. Yeah. Uh, we will be we attending. Are part, yeah, we'll be attending a fundraising barbecue, and we'll be participating in collaborating with all the other great businesses and um, organizations and sponsors to now raise money for wells that we want to fund to build in Africa. Right. Because clearly there's a water problem and all the Americans want to do is go to outer space. (laughs) I don't know why. I just want to go outer space when we have a clear problem in Africa. So, you know what they say, you got to take matters into your own hands. So that's yeah. what we're gonna do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stay t- stay tuned on our on our Instagram. Um, yes. There is no uh, exact pricing yet. Yes. Um, um, and there we have a rough date, um, but we're not gonna announce it just yet. But just stay tuned on our Instagram page. We'll yes. have all the information. We'll have all the information the there. And all that stuff yeah. There. Stay stay. Uh, keep a lookout for maybe near the end of summer mm-hmm. or the middle of summer. However you want to look at it, but. We will be doing this, or we will be involved in this fundraiser, and we really hope that everyone listening can come out. Mm-hmm. And who knows, we can enjoy a conversation. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, just just so you guys understand, the way you guys basically are going to be participating in the fundraiser is mm-hmm. by buying a ticket. Um, so the ticket will include uh, food. There'll be some entertainment Games, there. Yeah, t-shirts. T-shirts. Um, and that those proceeds will be going to the well straight to the well straight to the well right exactly and there if for the people that also won't be able to attend then there will also be a GoFundMe page created um, and there will be other channels that you'd be able to still be able to get um, involved give and get involved yes. and, and, and donate to, to build wells and of course uh, we will do our best on our part to make sure that we are showcasing yeah the, you know what I mean the showing the, the, the outcome journey yeah. And, the, yeah and the outcome of the wells um, and the wells will be built in Ethiopia and Somalia and, and other regions and of other East regions. Africa. Uh, yeah, yeah, and other regions of East Africa. And they're basically be built in areas where the water is needed. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, so, yeah, if you guys have any questions, uh, you can DM us about that. Uh, otherwise, you can get all the information on our Instagram. So make sure you guys go follow that. 
Um, other than that, we'll see you in the next episode. See you next week. Take care. Peace.